39th episode of the Havalo Hollow Travel Podcast. I didn't say annual this time because Kat gets mad at me every time I say annual. Uh, I am well, your... it's incorrect and it's dumb. Because it's incorrect and it's dumb. I'm your co-host, Kevin Allen. That's not incorrect. And with me, as always... Catherine Talkbox. We're with Hawaii Magazine. And uh, we have a very special guest. Both, we know this guy, actually. We know him in real life, too, amazingly. Um, <laughs> Kevin. Oh, before I we announce Nate, um, check out our website. I had to. Don just talked to me about this. So you should come, people visit our website, boymagazine.com. There. Back to you, Kevin. All right. Awesome. Today with us, we have uh, Nathan Sirota, but he goes by Nate. Um, as I know, he's a public information officer with the Parks and Rec of the Honolulu uh, and City Department Council. I always forget the name. Honolulu, he works for the government, so you can ask Honolulu him all the... Honolulu Parks and Rec is good. Yeah. yeah. I, like par- I like saying just Parks and Rec because I love that show, so... It's a good show. It's the first thing I thought of. Is yeah, it like that in real life? Um, we have similar characters, I'll put it that way. Yes. Good to know. Good to know. Nate, what do you what do you do? What is your what is your role with the city? So my main job with Parks and Rec is the kind of the public communications. So anything that's like big communications, like our website, our social media, um, doing uh, interviews with the media or coordinating with like bigger media, like you folks or TV news, um, that's all on me. So anytime there's like a big announcement. Um, that'll come through me and I'll try and basically trying to tell the stories um, that happened at Parks and Rec um, because right before I came aboard I noticed there's there's so many good things that this department does that aren't necessarily part of the mainstream uh, knowledge or conversation so I was trying to get that out there and then of course there's always things that happen um, that we need to be transparent and be uh, honest about so um, kind of getting in front of those and trying to make sure that these things bad things don't, don't happen and that we can get to them before it impacts the public, um, but also just arming the public with the knowledge of what's happening in their parks, why, and how they can enjoy them. You've been busy lately, <laughs> I would imagine. Um, Very Yes, so, and especially in the last few weeks, because, you know, as, as our listeners already know, right, Hawaii is experiencing our, our COVID surge right now, COVID-19 surge. And it's 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 impacting Oahu especially hard. Oh, there's Ami. By the way, that's it's not Im- that's Ami. It's not impacting my cat who's just hanging out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna no. take her down real quick. She's gonna start hitting the cupboards. Okay. Well, my I, I, put my, I put my dog away because she would be the, doing the same thing. She'd be actually hunting geckos on my lanai or just <laughs> just begging for attention. My Mine is right there. Like COVID. Who cares? Who cares about COVID? Um, but anyway, and you know, we're we're right in the middle of not the middle, we're the start of our second shutdown um, for Oahu for Honolulu County. So that's kind of why we wanted you on um, to clear up some of the misconceptions and confusion um, about you know what people can and can't do. But this whole thing has been crazy. I mean, just personally speaking, I mean, how are you handling this pandemic? <laughs> are you drinking? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's it, I, I've been working a lot from home. Uh, like you said, I've been very busy with, um, I handle kind of more of the park side of it. So we had our, our second round of park closures right before the second round of the stay at home shutdown, as you mentioned. Um, the shutdown just started on Thursday and the park closures started back on um, Saturday, September, um, August 8th. Uh, so we've had, we're a couple weeks in and unfortunately, I will actually, fortunately the shutdown will, um, is supposed to end 
uh, before the parks are scheduled to reopen. Hopefully they reopen and we can honor those scheduled reopenings. Um, but if things don't improve, it, I mean, we could very well see it extended. Um, for me personally, um, I've actually been getting into gardening a little bit more, um, writing here. I do a lot of video editing, both uh, professionally and um, personally. So a lot more of that and a lot more time in the ocean. So thankfully the ocean's open. Um, you can, even while the parks are closed, you can still walk through them to get to the ocean for any number of ocean activities. Um, a lot of people have had a, a misconception of where the boundary is between the ocean and the parks uh, and the beaches, which tend to be the parks. So it's really to be safe, stay in the water, really. Um, any amount of in the water, if you're ankle deep in the water, you're technically in the ocean. So that's the best I can give. Um, some people have even gotten cited for walking along the shoreline. They're not in the water, but they're along the shoreline. So, you know, don't leave it up to the discretion of HPD um, because they're really trying to clamp down on enforcement to make sure that people are staying out of the parks because we're really in the middle of a big second surge of new COVID cases and new COVID deaths. Um, I think we had two or uh, two new ones today, but we had four yesterday. We had four today. Um, triple digit, triple digit new cases every day of this month so far. Uh, so it's we're really looking at having that clear line of enforcement so that HPD, the police department, can help us to to keep people from gathering in our parks. Not areas. to not to minimize or trivialize this, but you mentioned gardening, and I see that you're on a lanai. And I'd like to know how extensive this gardening hobby is for you. You know, actually, so uh, you can see kind of my view behind me. I yeah, face west, it's so very nice. I get a lot of the afternoon sun. And actually, I might get like blinded out by the afternoon sun in a few in about an hour or so. So actually, I can show you. I I kind of have all my plants here in the corner. Oh, oh wow! Look at that. Yeah, because this is more the shady side of my apartment. So I've got a. Um, couple of tea leaf plants we had a modified version of a uh, tea leaf right here um of uh lay day that we did uh and these are some uh clippings from the tea plants that we use for lay day uh i got some basil some little baby yep. basil over here oh, some mint right here uh, lemongrass right here and i'm working my friend gave me this little guy right here i think that's a watermelon so oh. i'll transplant that to a bigger pot and hopefully that'll make a nice watermelon at some point. I don't know. I, not much space, but, you know, some herbs. Uh, you have been gardening. What's that? You have been gardening. Oh, yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, we just bought some seeds. It's actually, I don't know if you noticed at the beginning of, um, of the pandemic, we went to, like, the hardware stores. There were no seeds. Everyone oh, yeah. bought out the supply of seeds. But now they're, now they're starting to restock. So we got uh, some more basil and some cilantro. I think gardening, like... People in the gardening oh, industry, they're making some money right now because a lot of people are gardening. Um, Don't yeah. say you're gardening, Kevin. Don't say you're gardening again. Don't I'm, do it, Kevin. I have three succulents. Uh, I just bought two more from Long's yesterday. Um, I do have. Are you not the biggest green thumb, Kevin? Is that what? Is that the joke that I'm hearing? Well, one time I was so excited to start. Remember that cat when I went to that. Um, that uh shoot i'll list it in the show notes later which you can find on hawaiimagazine.com um and i went to a, a nursery like a a plant nursery and i bought 12 plants um ready to go and man they all died in record time within days they were dead like it was a guinness what, what actually kind of contacted me 
It was just easy stuff. Herbs, you know, basil, thyme. And it just, it wilted immediately. I touched it and it was like dead already. Um, so I'm not going but down that road. I've just been trying to learn how to play the electric guitar um, because that can't die on me. I can't. I can't kill my electric guitar with my own hands. Cat's Somebody been gardening a lot. You, you know, if you, you want to talk to someone about gardening, cat is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I like to garden, but I have the space for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to garden. You no, have like I two mean, garden ops going on right now. You have like a hydroponics three. operation. Three, sorry. Yeah. I have hydroponics, aquaponics, and then traditional soil. And then I have a bunch of fruit trees. Because if things go sideways, I have food. <laughs> that's like my, that's my motivation. You know what I mean? If I can't get to Foodland or Safeway, I'm good. I'll just eat eggplant. I know where I'm going. I'm going to raid no. your garden. <laughs> so, Nate, you're... I've got the seasoning. That's about it. I can't, really, I, yeah. can't really, I can't produce much. Yeah. You have cocktail herbs, by the way. That's like stuff you put in cocktails down there. Yeah, I right Yeah, tea. <laughs> more, more holistic approach than tea. But yeah. So... So Nay, I mean, you're you're. We were talking about this earlier before the podcast got started. You're you're working from home at the moment. Um, is that difficult? I mean, I'm sure, like right now specifically, is a very busy time um, for your your job. What does your like average day look like? I mean, is does your job really conform to like a, a nine to five, or are you kind of answering calls at all times of day? Or I mean, what does it kind of look like for you and you you're in your division right now? So for the most part, yeah. It, during normal work hours but yeah the way questions from the media um at all hours of the day a lot of morning shows i've, I've tried to tell them please don't try don't call me before 5 a.m so i'll get some inquiries from morning shows and then the later shows maybe around like seven or eight um but normally my day will begin i check our social media to see if there's any outstanding questions that people have had because a lot of people like to post questions in the comment sections of the posts that we have for social media so I try to address those as long as they're actual questions and not people just trolling and being mad, expressing and expressing an opinion that I, I can't necessarily um, converse with. Um, what are so some of the questions you're getting? Uh, you know, clarifications uh, like what I mentioned about the shoreline. Uh, recently, we've gotten a lot of uh, questions about fishermen because uh, fishing is one of the activities that's a lot along the shorelines. Um, but some fishermen and women have been ticketed because they're on the beach and they're not really fishing. So, um, you know, that's why I kind of stressed with people, just stay in the water, you know, get in the water and don't leave it up to HPD to interpret or to possibly cite you. Um, so that's one of the things we've been getting a lot of. Um, you know, another one is uh, we've had uh, people wondering if they can do certain things within the park, um, primarily because this is the second round, right? So we've had um, an example of how we've done phase reopening of the parks uh, prior. And so people are wondering when those are gonna happen this time around. Um, so we don't know, you know, we are waiting to see how things uh, progress with the case count. And actually the, the more important metric now is the, the positive test percentage, um, because we know that we're gonna get more confirmed cases with the uh, free COVID testings that we, we are doing now. And I'll talk more about that later. Um, so we're we know we're going to get more confirmed cases, but the question is going to be what the percentages of the tests that we are doing come back positive. Because right now we're around teetering around 10%, I think even a little bit above it, which is bad. Uh, you know, I think the metric is anything above 10% is in the red. 
five to ten percent is in the yellow and below five percent is in the green um, so that might be one of the metrics uh, that'll help us determine when we can start doing that phase reopening like we saw last time you know, it's interesting you mentioned the fishermen because that's something that comes up a lot i surf in waikiki um and there's even there's even i mean i've heard people complain that they're not ocean users so the three of us are um, and so we have the, the good fortune of being able to exercise and jump in the water and do something that we love to do. But there are a lot of people who like to hike or who like to walk or run and they sort of feel like um, they're like they're not allowed to do something they love to do, but there's a whole sector of people that can. And anyway, in Waikiki in particular, when the Halalu was running, which is I think it's still running right now, you would have like 80 guys in the water, like standing next to each other. And we're just like, how is this any... I mean, this is almost worse than a bunch of people hiking because they're just all standing next to each other for like two, three hours. So, I mean, I don't know. I think there's, I can see why there's questions about the fishing in particular. Yeah. So th this time around with the fishing, we specifically within the order, it allows for fishing along the shoreline, but it says that you cannot have groups of, I think, more than two. So if there is a group of fishermen who are more than two, um, then they might very well get second. So that's that's a good point to bring up that, you know, this time around, uh, fishing in groups is not allowed. And that's one of the big things is that gathering, right? All these locations are places where people can gather. And, you know, a lot of the discussion, too, has been about one of the, the complaints that I've heard is, you know, how come the public areas are closed, the parks, the hiking trails, things like that. But then before the stay-at-home order, the, like, things like the water park and the movie theaters are allowed to reopen. And it really comes down to enforcement. That's kind of the focus of these latest uh, orders and uh, closures, is that when you open the parks, it's really hard to enforce gatherings. You know, as soon as they're open, they're open. And we've got some 5,000 acres of um, park space around the island. Just That's just city parks. So trying to mitigate, you know, people from having larger beach parties or hyenas or just mini luau's, things like that, is extremely difficult when the parks reopen, as opposed to businesses where they have to comply with um, face mask mandates and gatherings and things along those lines, or else they'll get shut down. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a moot point at this point because the shutdown has started as of yesterday. So I, I feel for like the movie theaters who just reopened and had that plan like war theaters, or I mean consolidated theaters just reopened and now they have to shut down again. Even restaurants too. They reopened, um, had all, a lot of these measures in place, and now it's back to takeout. So, you know, it's not lost on the city, the impact this is having on every everyday people. But the, the bottom line is, if you don't have a healthy population, a healthy public, you can't have a healthy economy. And that you can't have anything, everything else, health is the most important uh, parameter or the most important aspect of life. And so we need to get that back to a sustainable level, a level that we can control and where it might not impact our hospitals and our uh, emergency responders. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting too with this most recent shutdown because it is um, it is two weeks, right? The uh, this this most recent measure. Um, Correct. But yeah, I know I understand what you mean, Kat. Like how a lot of you know people might feel slighted, like especially like individuals who maybe would have used these facilities by themselves. Um, I actually just got done researching and doing a lot of talking to community garden members. Um, and a lot of community gardens are actually in parks, um, so they're also affected by these shutdowns. And I know there's a lot of concern for them right now uh, because they can't, um, 
they can't manage uh, the garden, um, which and now those are kind of growing out of out of whack. Um, and I, I I'd actually talked to the president of the Makiki Community Gardens last time, and he said that they wrote um, a bunch of letters to the governor kind of explaining their plight and they're actually allowed to go back into their community gardens just for like maintenance do you suspect something like that will happen again for these community garden members or is it likely to just be pretty pretty hard hard no for everyone uh, I'm, I'm not sure uh, my my inclination is that it's it's going to continue to be a hard no um, we presented a lot of different ways of allowing certain user groups like community gardeners into the administration hpd and they have just maintained that line of, you know, we want as few people in the parks as possible. So really, for the time being, it's only going to be access to the ocean and access to, to open bathrooms. Our, our bathrooms are so, or most of our bathrooms are so open, as well as the outdoor showers. Um, the, the community gardener one is a tough one because, yeah, it's um, last, uh, last park closure about a week in, uh, the mayor did allow the community gardeners to get back into their gardens and start tending to them because uh, they are spaced apart. Uh, you know, people tend not to gather in their community gardens. They have their plots that are a certain area and are a distance away. Um, but this time around, it's, it's the HPD wants that clear line of enforcement that, you know, you are not supposed to remain in the parks for anything. Okay. Um, one of the things that we've done for the community gardeners, because um, we heard their concerns, and especially with the watering, um, these past couple of weeks have been really dry. We're kind of at the, the dog base of summer right now. Uh, so we have started watering, actually, uh, most of the community gardens, nine out of ten of them, uh, twice a week. Oh, wow. So, yeah, As a gardener yourself, week. I mean, I'm sure that hits, hits close to home for you. It helps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of why I felt a little uh, uneasy showing my garden. It's, you know, I, I, would, I would hope that, you know, we, we try to give as much notice to the gardeners uh, when the closure was coming and letting them know, hey, that exemption that you had last time might not come around again. So please get in there, harvest your crops. If you can transplant them, take them home. Cause we don't know when we're going to be allowing people back in, you know, that that scheduled reopening date is uh, September 17th. But if cases aren't improving, that could be extended. Um, I mean, it'd be nice if we could make, move it ahead, move it up, but we just don't know. We're letting the overarching public health concern kind of dictate the level of, um, what's allowed in public spaces at this point. So you mentioned the September 17th as being that, that date that's already been sort of, you know, we, we know that that's the date when things are supposed to reopen, but it's a moving target. At what point, um, when you look at indicators, and I'm assuming you're looking at these things every day, but at what point are you guys gonna make that decision? Like, do you have a date where you're, I mean, it's not gonna be like September 16, right? I mean, you're gonna, is there a date where you guys are gonna say, okay, we gotta extend this or we're good? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the date is. I'm not sure uh, what the percentage is, what the, if there's a number. You know, I know a lot of people are wondering that, like, what, give us a set of metrics. And it's not just one thing, right? It's got to be a, a combination of things. It's a combination of the healthcare system, how, how ready they are or capable they are of taking in more COVID patients. Um, that percentage that I mentioned of positive test cases. Um, just the, every, a lot of things in general will feed into that decision. and what the date is on whether that's going to be extended or moved forward. I'm not sure. It's kind of, that's above me really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Kind of above everyone at this point. I mean, you were talking about, um, uh Oh, computer just turned off. You're talking about this, um, this phase reopening. 
are there any inclinations of how you guys are going to reopen, whether it's like um, still limiting uh, group sizes or um, will it be like a uh, phased capacity kind of reopening? I would imagine it would be similar to what we had before where, um, you know, community gardeners were allowed back in. Uh, we had the bathrooms reopening. Um, the first kind of big reopening for the for everyone was allowing people to like run, jog and bike through the parks. Um, I'd imagine that would be probably one of the first the first things along with the community gardeners. Um, things along those lines, just basically allowing people to go through the parks. Um, gathering would probably be more toward the tail end, um, allowing people to, you know, group, gather in groups of five or ten, uh, depending on what um, gathering limit they have at that time. So I would imagine that it would it would fall mirror what we had experienced back in, I think it was May. Mm either late April or May that we started allowing people to start like walking, jogging, and biking through the parks. I see. Wow, was it that long? Was two months almost? It was a while. Ah. Well, so, yeah, parks closed on March 18th. That was the, the first order. And then I believe, yeah, I, I need to check my records, but I know that I know community gardens and the, the bathroom facilities were opened about a week after that first closure. Um, but I don't think it was until, yeah, it was, I think it was May. I want to say, hey, man, oh my god, we've I been can't in this for a while. Let me double check that. So, while you're double checking, um, there have been well, there has been at least something positive that's come out of the closure. Um, I remember talking with a researcher at the Hoyt Institute for Marine Biology, um, maybe, maybe it was around April or May, and they were already noticing improvements at Hanama Bay, which has been closed right since March. Um, and it never reopened, even during the um, slow opening, second and third phases of opening, um, because people had to congregate, right, to watch that movie um, before they would go into um, the bay. So nothing's been there. I mean, they had, what, like 3,000 visitors a day, and now it's like zero, and it's been five months. So, I mean, and I, I aren't they seeing improvements to the environment there? Yes, very much so. Actually, we, we just had an announcement today uh, we just published the second carrying capacity study, which is a study that uh, the researchers there, uh, Dr. Kugule Rogers and Sarah Severino, are kind of the two leads on that one. Um, we just published that uh, last week, and we had a kind of a bigger announcement today. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, we they're studying the human impacts on Hanama Bay um, because it is a really unique place in so many aspects, and one of those is that there's uh, it doesn't have much adverse impact from other natural resources. You look at like our, our beaches, a lot of them, their um, uh, fresh water will run, it'll be kind of estuaries, right, where the fresh water meets the ocean. So you get a lot of bacteria that washes up from the mountain and it can have impacts on the coral there. Anamo Bay doesn't have that. Anamo Bay is kind of its own little ecosystem within that bay. And as a result of that as well, too, we can control people coming in and going out of that bay a lot easier because there's just the one access in. Um, so what they've seen, kind of the, the big metric that we announced today was the water clarity has been significantly improved uh, since the COVID closure began on March 18th. And what that means is uh, really uh, on days on the COVID closure as compared to a normal day when you have some 3,000 visitors in the Bay, it's about 42% clearer. Oh, wow. Which comes out to, I think, about 18 or 19 feet of improved visibility. visibility. Wow. So it's, it's, it's significant. Are and uh, wow. some other observations they're seeing, too, they're seeing some larger fish kind of coming closer to the shore. 
uh, they're seeing there, you know, for the past couple of years, we've been seeing more among seals in the bay and that's continued during the COVID closure, more among seal activity. So nature is kind of taking a big deep breath with a, a lot of the uh, um, limited, much more limited human activity and inter interaction. So it is, it is a silver line to the, the closure. Ooh, the side note on larger fish. Have any of you guys noticed that they seem there seems to be more shark sightings when you're out in the water, or is it just me? I feel like there's been more shark sightings, like of people when we're surfing, like people talk about it more. Nate, is, that is there true? a official statement on sharks? <laughs> I, I think you're noticing them more. <laughs> I think fear is a very ah. strong motivating and memory factor. If something scared you, you remember it. So I think that's what it is. I think you're just noticing, okay. it, right? Human beings, we have very good imaginations and we're, we sometimes see patterns that don't exist. So I, you know, actually you bring up a good point though. I think fall is seen as, it's like the pupping season. Like I think October, September, October is like the shark pupping season. And there's like certain breaks on the North shore where it's kind of widely known that you don't go to them during that season because that's where the sharks are. I think spots like leftovers. I'm kind oh, of, you know, don't quote me on that necessarily. Sure. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's spots up there that most, you know, the locals up there will know. Like, yeah, be careful up there because you're more likely to run into sharks. But it's called I mean, leftovers for a reason. I mean, we only get, well, we only get normally like a, a handful of shark bites a year and maybe one fatality from a shark attack. So um, you go to places like Australia. Um, my wife was living there when she, when I met her and. Man, they, they get great white shark attacks all the time. You know, speaking so. of um, people uh, maybe being uh, creating these these false memories, these patterns of, of misinformation. Um, <laughs> Watch you know, this segue. This will be interesting. This is an interesting <laughs> yeah. one. Um, you know, here's my cat in the background again. Um, this is a public platform. Is there anything you want to just get out? Um, any miscommunication or, you know, people maybe things frequently asked questions things people are just unclear about that you just want to get out in the air now because you have this public platform um any anything any questions you see like every single day or um anything like that i'm sure you get a lot it's cat sure. well thanks for asking that so we, we talked about the, the shoreline thing with the fishermen and, and the water activities that's a big one um the other thing i did want to touch on was the COVID testing that we have going on right now um, so uh, the really the best place to get the information about those free COVID tests that are happening um, is do I need a COVID-19 test.com. That's actually the website that you can register for the testing as well. So that's really the best website because, you know, when we started planning for the COVID testing, we had a handful of locations in mind. But as things are progressing, we're refining our ability to handle these large amount of the large amount of people that are coming for these free testings, and that's what we want. We want a lot of people. We've got 70,000 tests used here, and not only are they free, but there's there's a quick turnaround. You're supposed to be getting able to get your test results in about three days. They get emailed to you if you register ahead of time. The results get emailed to you. Um, and then also you get free face masks when you go and get these tests as well, too. I know that my face masks are getting worn down after months of usage, so getting some new ones for free is awesome. And it's really, in the long run, it'll help the government to know which areas need our attention and where we need to better allocate resources and outreach. Because with this large-scale testing, we can kind of figure out where things are happening, why they're happening, and how it's spreading. 
And that's tough, right? Because it's an invisible enemy. We want to try and get a better track of it. But because of that, because we're refining the, the whole process with the COVID testing, we keep adding sites, modifying them a little bit. So that website will have the most up-to-date information on where the locations are, what date, what time they are. And then pre-registering too just does help because it does, you know, a, a lot of people were complaining that I still had to wait a long time even though I had a specific appointment for the testing. Uh, but one thing, you know, so the timetable may be off a little bit, but one thing that pre-registering does do is it gets you through a little or little quicker because if you don't pre-register, you still have to do the paperwork ahead of time. So it, it, it makes everything quicker for people behind you as well. So I, I highly recommend it's do I need a COVID19test.com. Uh, the testing should uh, go through Labor Day weekend. I think the last day is around September 8th, which is the Tuesday after Labor Day. So there's going to be a lot of availability. If you can't make a certain day, there should be more coming up. Um, I know the schedule up until Saturday has been um, solidified. So come the next couple few days, the next week will be solidified as well too. Just keep checking that website, keep registering. Um, you can look to see how you do the test too ahead of time. It's a really shallow nasal swab. It's just the inside of your nostril. Just swirl it around a couple times, put it in a vial, hand it to them, actually put it in a bucket and they grab it from there. It's a very, very simple process. And I, I can't stress enough how much we want to use all of these tests, get as many people tested as possible in that time frame. Awesome. Do I need a COVIDtest.com? That'll be in yeah. the uh, show notes. If anyone wants to check that out, I'll have a link right in right in HawaiiMagazine.com show notes. Yeah, up, and Kevin? then actually a couple of things I forgot to mention. You don't need to be showing symptoms to get these tests. You don't need a doctor's note, and you do not need to quarantine while you're waiting for your results. Previously, with the other clinics that had the drive-through ones, uh, they were told you were told that until you get your results, you're supposed to quarantine or at least limit your social interactions. These ones you do not have to. Of course, if you get a positive test, yes, absolutely, start quarantining. Um, and actually, you'll probably be contacted by the Department of Health to do some contact tracing at that point as well. Um, but while those three days while you're waiting for your test, you do not have to self-quarantine. Regardless, you should still be wearing your face mask as much as possible, uh, still limiting your social gatherings, kind of creating that, that bubble around you and your family, um, and washing your hands as much as possible and not touching your face so much. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great note to end the podcast on everyone should be staying safe wearing their masks and and quarantining Kevin, hello you are looking a lot like your cat i am looking a lot like my cat uh she is Did my you child wear, you wear that shirt to match your cat i mean you know little garfield look at some point you just look like your pet it's just bound to happen <laughs> at some point thank you nate so much for being on the podcast yeah, with thanks, us. Nate. you've been a nice wealth of you. you're very good at your job yeah, great to see you guys too yeah great seeing you um if anybody okay we're gonna do our our big shout outs um if anyone wants uh, to see any of our social media content you can find us on all social media platforms at hawaii magazine uh you can check out our website hawaiimagazine.com we have a shopify site um Kat, am I missing anything? Anything new? Exciting? No, but please subscribe and uh, rate us on all of your, all of our whatever podcast platforms if you can. And if you have any questions or want us to cover anything, you can send us an email at media at hawaiimagazine.com. Is that it? I think that's it. Where can they send you a question, Nate? Uh, to me, so the, the best email is parks, P-A-R-K-S at honolulu.gov. Okay, awesome. Yeah, well, and- and there's a COVID hotline too. If you have any specific COVID questions, like I, I know the one thing we didn't talk about was the, a lot was the shutdown, the stay at home order. 
a lot of people are wondering what's open, what's not. Um, our COVID hotline and our COVID email are fantastic resources. So that phone number is 808-768-CITY, which I believe is 249 or 89. Uh, so 768-2489. Um, and it's also a COVID response is the easy question. That's good for like specific questions about the stay at home order closures, things like that. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. And I'm going to get out of here before my cat destroys everything because um, I ignored <laughs> her too much. All right. Aloha. Bye-bye. Thank Take you. Care. Stay healthy, everyone.